also Canva yeah. is huge I'm like such a Canva girl <laughs> yeah definitely I feel like especially if you're starting a business in today's age going on TikTok and searching up your business or like business field of interest or just IG stories or how to start business or social media manager if you go on social media manager TikTok the amount of knowledge you will get just from scrolling like if you're going to scroll on TikTok for an hour do it by like learning a bunch of stuff about how to make your own business better because they will tell you programs to use angles and just like you said you're giving out great knowledge and people like that because you're giving them something to go off of value and that's why they keep coming back for more so definitely check out her (laughs) because you can learn a lot of things on there um but so when you started your business I know that you were freelance at the beginning so how did like so how did you like transition into like a digital media business or like how what would you need to start yeah no totally you know yeah. Yeah. All that, all that stuff. kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty important mm-hmm. to have like some sort of technology background. Um, just because for digital media, um, it's also like digital media and marketing. So um I think those two components really create something beautiful. And my services that I currently offer are like website services. So I build websites. Um, I do the gift creations. I do Wikipedia page coding, which is like kind of a random one. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all about like having mm-hmm. those different skill sets and learning how to turn them into services. So if you have like a specific skill, like try to hone in on that and then try and make it a service, see what you can do with it. But like I said, there's so many great resources out there. Um, Procreate is like a big app that I use to hand draw my gifts. So I kind of, um, you know, I kind of educated myself on how to design things in Procreate. And they have so many great classes out there um, with teachers that like teach you how to create these amazing digital illustrations and all that good stuff. And, you know, there's just, I can't preach it enough. Like there are so many great resources out there and mentors are huge. So I actually started off with a business coach um, and she is absolutely incredible. And she completely pivoted the way that I looked at my business and how I looked at the skills that I had. She was just a mastermind Mm -hmm. for my business. And it's all about looking for help when you need to. And I think a lot of people, um, get scared to ask for help, but you know, it's all Mm -hmm. about investing in yourself Mm -hmm. and finding those mentors and those people that are willing to support you in your business. Because they are out there. People (laughs) always think they're not, but they are. And you just have to do a quick find and then you find. Definitely. I agree. There's so many amazing there I mean it's just about searching for them and I, it is hard at the beginning when you don't know how to but it's just practicing practicing it till you make it fake it till you make it all that all that good um, advice to take you on but when you started your business um, a lot of like when you start off a business it can be hard to get sales if you're selling something but how did you like get clients or did they transfer from like your freelance um, so definitely a few did um but most of the people that I work with now um they're not people that I worked with during my freelance gig so I think a lot of that is okay. just being willing to promote yourself in any scenario so 
even if you're just talking to your family, like my family for like two months just had no idea what my business was, even though I had like explained it to them so many times. And I think it's a big part of it is because like, they're not very like tech savvy and don't really understand this digital world, yeah. but you have to be able to pitch your business in any sort of circumstance. So now I've gotten to the point where like, I, I can pitch it directly to them and they know exactly what my business is. They tell all their friends, but even yeah. online, it's just having the skill to be able to prove to people that you are capable of helping them and enriching their business. So what I like to do on stories, for instance, is let's say, so for instance, right now I just launched my six week course called find your vibe. So it's kind of all about creating like a vibey Instagram and, you know, leveling up in the new year. And the way that I'm trying to advertise it is on my stories. First, I do, I present the problem, I, I, not the problem. I present like, you know, how do you make more money on Instagram and why this course will help you? So you do that and then you go about um, presenting all of the facts, but then you have to prove yourself. You have to prove why this will help and how you know this and what your credentials are. And then you present them with, you know, the big like, you know, find the link in my bio, that call to action. So it's just all about like learning the process of pitching your business and pitching your services or products and, you know, just making all of that align in like a very organized way. But, um, a lot of it was through word of mouth. So, um, you know, if I worked for, um, someone, a fitness instructor, for example, um, I made mm-hmm. sure to, you know, post content on my stories, working with them, tagging them, um, engaging with them. And, you know, usually that goes to like a repost. So it's kind of like a domino effect. You know, people see your content. They're like, oh, who's that? They click on you. They find your stuff. And I think it's just kind of, you know, like a little circle in a way. Everything comes full circle. So um, it's just all about making those connections and really making sure that people, um, you know, are pleased with your work and are willing to tell everybody about it. So definitely building connections is huge. Yeah, exactly. And um, so because it is a digital media world and everybody has strong opinions when it comes to media because you're behind a screen and for some people, they feel the need to, I don't know, spew hate or just say whatever they're on their mind, whether it be kind or whatever. So what's like a common myth in your industry slash career that you would like to set straight? I think people that don't work through social media, not everybody, I I don't want to put anybody in a box, but I think sometimes there's a lot of people that believe that it isn't real work. Um, and I don't know if you agree with that, but basically I think since we are just, everybody has social media and, you know, we all operate so differently. You know, if I, if I have a corporate job and I'm working a nine to five, you know, that's completely different. Um, uh, this, well, it's not completely different. I would say that, you know, entrepreneurs and especially people that, you know, um, do their work through social media have like a really hard gig. You know, you are constantly having to produce content. You're having to edit Mm -hmm. content. 
you're having to engage with your clients. You're having to build new services. You're having to operate your website. You're having to outsource when you can. You're having, there's so many different things that go into it. And I think a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes of it. Um, and I think that's why it's so important to really, you know, show your behind the scenes and show how hard you work. And, you know, I don't think you have to please anyone at the end of the day. I think it's all about how much, you know, that you're worth and how much, you know, that you work. Um, and you know, you just have to like, kind of block out the people that just don't take you seriously. Um, and I think that's a really big component of it. And I think that leads a lot of people to imposter syndrome and it makes them feel like, you know, they aren't mm-hmm. doing anything that's worthwhile, but in reality, like you could be changing people's lives. So it's just all about the way that you look at it and how you truly feel towards the work that you do. And following on that, what's like the biggest struggle in running like your business? Again, like I think the biggest struggle is imposter syndrome. Um, you know, I think we constantly doubt ourselves and, you know, our abilities. So there will be days where I'm just like, you know, I don't feel like doing anything today because I just like, I feel like, you know, I am not doing the work that I was set out to do. Like, you know, it's like you do, you are hard on yourself as an entrepreneur because it is a lonely journey. Like you are, it's a one man band sometimes, unless, um, you know, you have built it up to, um, you know, your goals and your dreams and all of that, which is just obviously the end game for everybody. And, you know, you can't give up because that's where you want to be. So I think you have to overlook the imposter syndrome and you have to look at your work and you have to realize why you are doing the things that you're doing, because, you know, you really are benefiting a community. So something that I do um, is every time I start like a new course or um, especially when I first started the business, I wrote down um, all of my short-term and long-term goals. And um, I recently looked back at Mm -hmm. it and, you know, I was able to cross off some of those goals. So it's like, you just have to look at where you were then and realize where you are now and feel really empowered from that. Um, But I think my biggest achievement, um, you know, it was the most spectacular thing for me because I was actually asked to be um, a speaker for this conference. And it was um, women owned uh, businesses, 19 world. So um, I got to speak for the internet. Mm -hmm business, um, in front of an entire crowd, um, online, uh, through a zoom conference, but it was the coolest thing ever. And I just never thought that after, I think it was the, it was in October. So I just never knew that in months of operation that I would be doing something like that. So, you know, it really is just about making those goals, setting out to do them. And then, not looking back. Like you have to make sure that you're just willing to keep working and, you know, hit the next goal and just be really proud of where you are and, you know, how far you've came. Exactly. And it's just about looking 
back at the, what you've done, oh. but not about like regretting the things that you still have to get done. Because I mean, it's just a process and nothing happens overnight. And a, a lot of people think that social media managers, content creators, like they get all this opportunity, everything overnight. And it just doesn't happen like that. Unfortunately, all the work has to be put in a hundred percent. And authenticity online is like definitely something people crave and like want to see. So just not being able to be 100% you because you think that you're not doing enough or you want to be like, I don't know, another page that has like more followers than you. It's just not going to work in the end run. Um, But just, I mean, keep striving for your own goals. And if you keep in your lane and like focus on yourself, that's how you get to the, I guess, the the prize at the end. No, totally. And I love how you mentioned like about followers and I was talking about this on my stories, but, Mm -hmm. um, for my lifestyle blog, um, I started working with brands around like 4,000 followers, but this was like after I did that, like Instagram blog stuff with like to know. And I didn't even know that that was something you could do at the time. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Whatever. But I know people that I follow and I love their content and I engage with it all the time um, that work with brands that have under a thousand followers or, you know, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. And I think a lot of people find that as a measure of success. And I do not think that at um, about the grind and all about creating that quality content and making sure that you have an audience that you know, is engaging with your, with your content and your stuff. And I think it's just super cool how people are able to do that. Exactly. And, um, so on to bigger and amazing things in the future, what kind of goals do you have for your (laughs) Um, you know, it's so funny because I just daydream all the time and I'm always just like finding, like, I always find myself like looking way too far ahead in the future. I don't know if you do that, but I'm just like, oh, this is what it could be. And I'm just yeah, like, I think time. it's so cool to be a visionary and be like that. But sometimes I need to like look at the the next task and just focus on that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would absolutely love for Content Confidant to just be this all-female marketing agency with, you know just like a cool crew of women, like yeah. just like running stuff, like just doing big things. And, you know, maybe after, you know, COVID is long gone, maybe having like a big office space and like, just like, mm-hmm. I always like imagine just like cool, like vibey, like funky furniture everywhere. I know that's like such a weird, exactly. like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I definitely understand that. Like growing a team of people that like they all work for you, but like you're all friends and you're all really close and you got to like pick them like they came to work like with you and for you because they like appreciate your vision and they love what you're like going for and they want to help. And like having a team like that, I feel like that's the best kind of team and the best agencies and they produce the best work because they actually like each other. And it's not like a corporate thing with like, oh, yeah, I just needed a nine to five kind of thing. But like people are actually passionate to be there and they just want to be in a nice environment, which obviously is something that we always want to promote. And then all female, it's like, you know, we need to get more women into some of those career industries that women weren't or quote unquote aren't supposed to be in. 
So definitely, I definitely <laughs> understand that goal. So no, don't worry about uh, yeah, it. Daydreaming 100%. is the best. Like, I think it's just all about and, like wanting to show up at your career or your job and be, ha- just be happy to be there and be surrounded by positive, like-minded people. Um, and I, that is what just drives me to keep going yeah. and keep pushing because I want this to be something that's much bigger than myself at the end of the day. Like I want to make sure that, you know, I have a cool team that is just willing to put in the work with me and, you know, just benefit people's small businesses, personal brands, just create like this whole movement. Yeah, exactly. And so with all the things you have to go through um, and just managing life, and obviously you started it during quarantine. So you had to also manage like staying safe, COVID, all these new things that were just coming at you left and right, even if there were good things, but like it could still get overwhelming sometimes. So how do you stay organized with so much on your plate? Yeah, clients, I think it's DMs just setting boundaries stuff? and priorities. So I actually learned this from my business coach, but every single mm-hmm. day I have a different like themed day. So Mondays are like my CEO day or like CVO in my case. <laughs> um, but basically that's when I do mm-hmm. all of the work that is in, like inside of the business. So Um, you know, anything accounting, anything admin, like emails, um, you know, all the stuff that is more behind the scenes that nobody ever sees (laughs) the not fun stuff on Mondays. We just get that over with on Mondays Um, Mm -hmm. because nobody likes Mondays. (laughs) Um, But Tuesdays, I have my press day. So this is whenever I reach out to publications. Um, I do my newsletter, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the week goes on Wednesday, I have my creation days. So this is whenever I create like TikToks and reels and video content and stuff like that content calendar. And then Thursdays yeah. is um, my education day. Um, right now it's my course planning day. So that's whenever I plan all of my presentations for my course and things like that. Okay. Um, anything that, you know, goes into services, I would say would be like a good thing to put under that day. Um, and then, um, on Fridays, I just catch up on all the work that I wasn't able to get done previously. So it's really just about like finding something Mm -hmm. that works for you organizational wise. Um, you know, there's so many great apps out there that are so helpful with that. Um, so I am a big Google calendar girl. I love like color coding everything. Like I said, um, and for content creation, I love, um, Planoly. It's like a great, um, content planner. You can type out your captions, you can put all of your photos in line and you can schedule your posts. So, you know, I don't have to necessarily focus on having to post things. It's already out there for me to do. So it's finding all these apps and resources that, you know, are kind of almost like, just training you through this organizational um, just lesson because learning organization is hard. Um, So it's really nice to have these as backups that, you know, help you create content, but, you know, you still have the time to um, work on the inside of the business and then, you know, clients, um, you know, you take that time to, um, you take a little bit every day to respond to your DM. So I have like a little, um, tab on my 
calendar. Yeah. It's like a 30 minute window every single day where I just make sure to respond to DMs. Um, so it's just really like gapping out your day mm-hmm. and making room for everything, but also, oh, sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm I think I'm, yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm definitely going to implement the gapping. Like, I feel like that would be so useful if I like just gapping every day, like you have a content day and it's like a weekly thing. So then you're not only staying consistent with content, which you have to do on social media, but you're also staying consistent, like during your own life and you're not having to, um, I guess, second guess, oh, when am I going to make content? Like you already know ahead of time and I think that's oh, really no I was um, just important. rambling yeah, go that ahead with what you were saying, um but yeah I think it's just about like finding what works for you <laughs> and um yeah definitely like finding different days for each individual task um because you know you don't mm. want to do a bunch of different things for your business in one day because that does get overwhelming it does stress you out so it's nice to have like you know, defined categories of what you're going to be doing that day. For the influencer wannabes listening, what is some professional advice that you have for them? If like, because right now I know that a lot of people that do like, like learning about influencers and learning how to get into that industry, because some of them like would love to do it. And it's their dream. I actually had a girl on this podcast too. She's one of my ambassadors at GI Social Society and she wants to be an influencer too, but she also wants to be able to spread positivity and just like be able to be a realistic influencer, if that makes sense. But to be an influencer, you sometimes have to have like skills and the personality and all that so what kind of advice would you have for them if they don't have like 10k she's just all about like transparency and like spreading like positive vibes like that's huge and I think that's something that an audience will love Mm -hmm. she is definitely going to find her crew for sure um but yeah I think it's just all about like figuring out like what you're following like what you're um present following already likes about the content that you're posting. So I recently did a survey on my personal blog asking like just in stories. um, I did a little poll asking like what content they want to see from me and you know, what content they value. And um, it was really cool because I had one of the questions was like, which kind of content do you value? And it one was like, um, I don't even remember the word that I used, but I guess it was more like motivational. And then the other one was transparent content and everybody clicked on transparent. And I think that's something that's really huge right now. Like making sure you have like that raw content, like you are showing viewers like your life and like making sure that you are like talking about not just the good times, but also like the bad times too. making able, making sure you're able to connect with your followers and show that you are like a real raw, genuine person. Um, and I think that's huge. Yeah. I feel like, especially with the influencer world or just anything on social media. Um, I remember it, I think it was the beginning of the year, like on the first, um, and I posted a quick highlight reel, like everybody was doing on their social medias, on their stories, just showing like, 
how 2020 went, including like quarantine and COVID and just when everything hit, what was everybody doing? And because I only started GI Social Society in July, they didn't know what I had done at the beginning of the year. So I kind of just wanted to put it out there. But at the end, um, I made sure to say that it is a highlight reel. Obviously, I'm on social media. You're not going to put in all the struggles, all the times you were overthinking, all the times that you were thinking you couldn't do something every time you were like, you know, filled with imposter syndrome, um, all that kind of thing, like obviously isn't posted on social media. So it's not the norm. So I just like to make sure that if you're going to be an influencer, you have to make sure you tell people that like, if you want to be real and transparent, and I'm sure people will love that, especially because they can relate, um, that you don't have to always be this, I guess, version of yourself that you made yourself to look like on social media and just highlight like, hey, this is just me at my best, but that's not me every day. Like sometimes I do have bad days and I'm as human as you are. And I feel like um, human interaction was obviously put on hold because of COVID-19. So making sure you can still replicate that kind of feeling through social media is why people follow these accounts. And that's why people love you know, lifestyle bloggers that are real and they talk about just things that some other people aren't like open to talk about because they're like, I can relate to her. Like she's just no, like and I totally agree. And I think something that it, we're told a lot is that we have to niche down. Like you're constantly told like niche, 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 mm-hmm. niche. And I, I don't disagree, but I think when, you know, you're a young person Um, and like, you're still like trying to figure out like your voice and what you're interested in, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's just fun to play around with different things and figure out like what, yeah, what's What's you you? and like what you really want to like drive this to be. So, you know, I'm honestly like still figuring that out. And I think a lot of people are, but I think at the end of the day, if we're presenting our true selves, people will latch on to that. They want a friend. Like they want to latch on to you because they feel like you are their closest friend. And, and I think that's, what's really cool about like influencing and being like on social media is that you are truly able to make those connections with people. Um, which is like a big theme of what we've been talking about, but yeah, just showing your life and just, you know, showing what you're interested in. Don't be afraid of showing different things. And I think, people bullet niche into, you know, just, they make sure that, yeah, I think it really scares people sometimes because I think it makes them feel like, oh, like, I don't have a niche. Like, I don't know what that is yet. Like, I can't start. I can't do this. I, you know, and I think you just have to, you know, Mm -hmm. get started and, you know, just figure it out along the way. Yeah. Don't, I feel like they don't have to, you don't have to feel like you have to delete a whole part of your yeah. <laughs> like personality because it's too it's too broad or or it's too like overused for example people like fitness but then they like right. like meditation and like cooking for example but like if you're gonna make content you can kind of do it all and connect them to each other because they are you and there's I feel like there's too many influencers already niching down so I mean be different have all these hobbies and don't cut a part of yourself for social media because then you're already not being authentic yeah yourself I love already. that I, definitely that's spot on what would be your biggest advice for accounts who are losing hope in their business or just in their journey in influencing blogging 
everything because I like to obviously talk to teens who are in that kind of um not I guess entertainment industry but kind of just marketing digital world kind of thing so what would you say to them if they are losing kind of hope in influencing or just being where you might be right now um I can't even tell you like how many times you know I've felt that and it is like Mm -hmm. disheartening in a way um you know that that is so common you know we're constantly doubting ourselves and you know, doubting our abilities. And I think the biggest thing is like, like I said earlier, like you don't need to have this massive following to make a difference. And even if you're speaking to a room of five people, you know, and one person is listening, that's huge. Like you have the ability to really impact these people. And no matter how big or small, like you just have to keep going. And, you know, it's just, there's always going to be someone that is looking for your content and waiting for you to post something and interested in what you're doing. And you might not feel that way because people do get nervous to like reach out to people and, you know, tell them those things. Tell them but that they appreciate so them. Yeah. That appreciate you. And I think that's what you just have to keep in the back of your mind at the end of the day is that, you know, you're not just doing this for yourself. You are doing that one person that's listening. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if you are sharing educational content or anything that adds value, encouragement, whatever to somebody's life, people, there are, there's definitely going to be somebody on the other side of the screen, like, wow, I'm so glad I ran across your account. Because whether you have 300 followers, one follower, 10K, like I've said so many times to people, followers does not mean anything. I've seen accounts with 20K and they get 44 likes on the picture. And I'm like, how does that even make sense? Because their engagement's off. They don't have, they don't have that connection with anybody. They're just kind of selling at you all the time. So if you're going to be influencing, if you're sharing, but also adding value basically adds the bait. That's the biggest thing I think um, because it just creates such an amazing connection. So, and that's just like the motivation you have to take when making content, like when you're making reels and you're like, I don't even know why I'm working this hard. Is anybody going to see it? And I'm like, you're working for that one view that they're going to be like, Oh shoot. Like that just inspired me to do this and that and this and that. And yeah, they may never come to you because they like, but you might have like, you know, started something or ignited a fire in somebody that they didn't think they could have. So I feel like if you just always have that mindset, it will just be so much easier when you're doing all the hard work because you feel like you're actually Definitely. And I think like something, I will say that reels and TikTok, that is hard to make. Like that is like a whole process. But I think it's like so important to know that like every interaction with your brand should leave someone saying like, yes, I need her in my life or I need him in my life. And I think that's just what you need to get after. Like when you're making stuff, like that's what you need to have in the back of your head. Definitely. Just having the right goals, right vision going forward into it will help a a lot on the long way. But here is our last question. Um, We ask everybody on our podcast this because just in case somebody needs a pickup, Just like you said, if anybody's listening and they just need something to, you know, boost their confidence or just, you know, take something out of their day, you know, um, what is some of the most inspirational words or motivational words that have kept you going? Um, So, uh, you know, I 
have been through like some really crazy times in my life. Um, I mm-hmm. actually lost um, my father and my brother to addiction um, whenever I was younger. Oh, and I think, yeah. you know, it's like so rough because there were, and everybody is going through something. Yeah, um, and you can't let your past trauma hold you down. And I think that's a really, really mm-hmm. big component of just pushing through and, you know, creating the life that you want to have. So I think the most like motivational thing mm-hmm. that I've like, it's like, almost like a question that I've been asked is, you know, does this support the life yeah. that I'm trying to create? So like holding on to these dark times, mm-hmm. um, is that supporting the life that you're going to create? So, you know, sorry to end this on such a sad note, um, but, but no, no it's okay. Um, you know, I no, think not at all. it's all about cultivating your support system and, you know, who is there to support you and what keeps you going. Um, and don't look back on the past, focus on the present and what's ahead of you. Um, because I think that you're going to do some really great things. I'm talking to everybody here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, but I'm glad you are. I am just so happy about the journey that I've gone through in a way because it's gotten to where I am now and you just have to be thankful for the good times and also the bad times too, because, you know, I feel like I personally have grown so much. So I think with that in mind, I just hope that everybody cultivates all of the support in their life for everything they're trying to create. <laughs> I love that. And I'm so sorry for your loss again, oh, for you. your brother and your dad. Um, and I definitely know that you're making both of them proud for being able to speak on it and being able to be like Thank vulnerable. You. And I really appreciate that you like open that side because I feel like people do, especially on social media, there are so many people that you can compare yourselves to. And um, like my mom likes to say all the time, like just be, I used to grow up and I used to see people on magazines and I'd be like, I want to be her or I'd be on T like watching TV. And I would be like, I want to be her or whatever. And my mom would always say like, you don't know what they're going through. So don't want to be her, want to be you, but want to be in that like career or want to be in that field or want to be in that success level, but never want to be a person and then forget like because then it just makes you feel like you're not unique on your own and people need to remember that being unique being raw being like okay with saying yeah I've had a hard time but like look at like what I've accomplished is really good and I love how you said like keep looking at the future instead of holding on to like the past because I feel people are like oh my gosh I went through all this stuff I'm just destined to like never do anything or I can't do this because I've done this or all that kind of stuff. And um, so, yeah, really important words that you shared. And I hope that everyone listening definitely takes that with them to just be like, if you want to do something, go ahead and do it. That's what we've been saying this whole (laughs) podcast. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and learn it. Go find the people who are going to be in your corner. Start right now. Exactly. So exactly. Like right now, like end the the podcast and let's go. Make a plan, get a planner, get a calendar. Um, but yeah, um, I also love seeing people's success. So if you guys decide to start anything, definitely share on Instagram with me 
uh, definitely want to share it. Um, but yeah, apart from that, that is it for our podcast. This was our longest episode, but um, I'm going, this is going to be in two parts. So um, definitely going to make sure that people can get this knowledge in whatever time they can, just so it's easier for people to listen. But yeah, it'll be two different parts. I really appreciate you for being here. And um, yeah, I just really appreciate you for being vulnerable, telling us all this amazing advice, getting me motivated, get literally, you just made my 2020 like that much more better. Definitely going to go in with some confidence and um, knowing that um, I got to talk to you. Big honor. But for everybody else who's listening, I'll leave all her information on our Instagram. So definitely go follow her main Instagram. Um, check out all <laughs> her bloggy stuff. Check out her, you know, Instagram, like her business Instagram for her content stuff. Check out her course if you're interested in making your Instagram more vibey. And her TikToks, if you want some valuable knowledge, you follow a million <laughs> TikTokers already. Add her to the list. Definitely won't regret it. But yeah, apart from that, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>